Hello and welcome to the Grainy X Podcast. I'm Bill Free and I'll be your host. Here in downtown Stuttgart, Arkansas with Riceland Foods, the rice and duck capital of the world. Hi, this is Bill Free with the Grainy X Podcast and I'd like to welcome our special guest today, Mark Holt, Vice President of Sales. Good morning, Mark. How we doing, Bill? We're doing great today. Mark, uh, we'll just kick this thing off and, and let us give you some, uh, give the group some of your background and how you got started in, in rice sales. Yeah, I'd, I'd call it a non-traditional path. Uh, grew up in Stuttgart, so I've been around rice essentially my whole life. Uh, but even in high school out there, uh, I put in one or two levy gates. So I know the fun that goes on there working at the flying service, um, but ultimately uh, went to undergrad there in Fayetteville uh, and actually went to law school, have a law degree, passed the bar and said, man, I really don't want to do that. Uh, but it was a great experience. It, it's really provided me a new way of looking at problems and, and analyzing different situations. But ultimately, it, it was opportunity is what it was. So I, I was in my last uh, semester of law school and saw our former CEO, Danny Kennedy. And I knew Danny growing up, uh, again, being a Stuttgart guy, I'd grown up around him. And we were just catching up. And he said, Mark, uh, what are you doing? And I said, well, actually, finishing my last semester of law school. He said, well, then what are you going to do? And I said, well, I'm talking to a few firms about maybe going there and, and working, uh, doing the law stuff. And he, he flat out said, he said, you don't want to do that. Come see me on Monday. I want to talk to you. Uh, so short version of the long story is here we are. Uh, he gave me a great opportunity to come in. Uh, learn under some, some, some great individuals that have been here for quite a while and uh, been very fortunate. That's, uh, that's an interesting story, Mark, uh, going from law school to rice sales. I, I bet that wasn't in the planning. <laughs> that, you know, that, that's not how I drew it up. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, again, it's, you can plan things out and you think you got it all lined out and then uh, life happens and here we are. Uh, I know your dad well and, and I bet he had... Don't hold it against me. I won't hold it against you, but I know you had uh, grander ideas of you making millions of dollars of being a, 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 a big big time lawyer. I think that's right. Yeah, I think he'd already put a Supreme Court robe on me and all the fun stuff. So, yeah, uh, and uh, then, he, then he came home and started selling rice. That's right. I'm doing God's work. Yeah, there you go. You had mentioned some of the uh, former vice presidents of rice sales. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure you tutelage under Carl Brothers and oh, Terry, yeah. Terry Harris. Both, both. Yeah. Uh, tell us tell us what you learned from those guys. No, they, they were experts in, in their absolutely. field. Absolutely. I mean, you, you can't replace experience. I mean, plain and simple. Um, and both of those guys, 40-plus years, Carl, I think, was over 50. Uh, but uh, T, as we refer to him, Uncle T, uh, Terry really took me under his wing. And he didn't have to, uh, and I've always been very appreciative of him for doing so. Uh, he really, they did not put us to the side, so to speak. That's what I always have respected about T and Carl is they embraced the, his team uh, and the younger guys that were coming on at that time. And and again, they could have put us to the side and said, you boys go figure it out, because uh, I'm sure that's what they had to do. Uh, but they didn't do that. They, they showed us what the right way to do things, how to do things easier, uh, and goodness gracious, uh, again, I could I could go on and on with the stories, uh, the, the ones that we can tell and the ones we can't tell, uh, but but just a high amount of respect for both of those guys. Uh, I've traveled the world with Terry, literally traveled the world. Uh, we, we've gotten stranded in Saudi Arabia and here, there, and everywhere. Uh, but you really get to know a guy when, 
funny story. I'd been on the job six months into it, and there was an opportunity on our international side. So the gentleman that was doing that uh, went on to another organization. And so I went to T and I said, T, man, that that sounds interesting to me. I'd like to do that. And Terry's background was international as well uh, before he was head of sales. Uh, And so he said, okay, okay. He thought about it and I'm sure he consulted with Danny and they gave me, they said, okay, it's yours. And he called me in there and he laid it out there. He said, look, you're going to miss birthdays. You're going to miss all these holidays. You're going to, it's just part of it. I said, look, I get it. That's the sacrifice you make for the membership. And so, but he also said, so you sure you want it? I said, yes, sir. I think I do. He said, okay, uh, we're going to the Middle East in three days. You need to go ahead and get ready for that. We're going to be gone for 17 days. And we were. And uh, he took me over there. It was a whirlwind trip. Uh, we went to Bahrain, Saudi Arabia, UAE, Jordan. I think we ended up going to The Hague. We were in London. I mean, you name it. We, I learned it. I saw it. Uh, it was just going from zero to 100 really quickly. Uh, but it's the best way to learn, too, for me. It's, I just want to get in there and get lost in it and have to figure it out. Uh, but T was always right there next to me. <laughs> but uh, another funny story, though, is on that trip, <clears throat> so we fly over there, and we flew for 20-some-odd hours. I mean, we get to Bahrain. We're greasy. We're nasty. We're tired. We're jet-lagged. All the things. And it was, it was night uh, when we got there. So we got to the hotel to have dinner, and it's a little bitty circle table for two at a little Italian restaurant in the hotel. And, uh, and I remember looking at him, we're both, again, we're tired, a little bit cranky at this point. And I looked at my phone and kind of chuckled uh, because it was February 14th. And I looked at T and I said, huh, so we're sharing Valentine's dinner together, are we? And you're my date. Uh, so that, that was uh, the type of relationship, though, that we had. We could laugh about those things. Uh, and there's a lot of good stories Uh, that we have together but yes to answer your question those guys from a business perspective uh, gave us the playbook so to speak Uh, but from a personal perspective really uh, i just admire both of them and respect the heck out of them i'm going to ask how do you pack for 17 days (laughs) are you wearing the same clothes not very well that's right you you come to an understanding with whoever you're traveling with that there will be no judgment as this trip goes on. Just let me know if you start smelling some foul odor, and yeah. then I'll make sure to not wear that again. There you go. That's got to be interesting, especially giving you three days' notice. Oh, yeah, that was that was fun. Yeah. Uh, that was a uh, go home to, to my wife, Caroline, and said, sweetie, uh, <laughs> going to be gone for a little bit. <laughs> Fortunately, it was pre-kids. Otherwise, I think she would have thrown something at me. Probably so. Three weeks, and she just probably came home and, and stayed with mom and dad. That's right. Like two and a half. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Yeah. Well, we'll get back uh, get back online here. Uh, you mentioned sales and and what's going on here, but currently we we've, we've got some uh, things going on in India and Thailand mm-hmm. that are affecting or could affect uh, sales here in the U.S. Right. Rice. What what are you hearing? What are you uh, reading? What are you Sure. Yeah, let's break that down. And then let's start with India because that's the bigger of the two. Um, They're 40% or so of the global export trade. They're they're a big, big player. Okay. Um, And and they have, as most probably know, they have banned all exports of non-Basmati rice. And so what's that mean? That means that the global supply just got tight um, or tighter. Now, they are attributing it to various different things about 
uh, wanting to stabilize domestic pricing and uh, their crop sizes coming under attack and so on and so forth. And all those very well may be true. So I, I'm not, I don't really want to get into the reasoning behind it. I have my own theories behind it that they may be doing some other things, but regardless, the net effect of it is there's less rice on the global market, period. There's no debating that. Um, a lot of their export market was into Africa, uh, which we're not big players in, but regardless, when you pull off that amount of supply off of the global supply trade, uh, it's going to have an effect. And so what we've seen is uh, we've seen kind of a, I won't call it a run, but uh, an uptick, so to speak, uh, even domestically on, on rice and with our customers. We've had a lot of people going in buying more. Uh, what's it done with pricing? It's kind of stabilized pricing. You know, we've got a larger crop today uh, that we're harvesting literally as we speak. And uh, a lot of the, the experts, so to speak, were saying that we would be seeing softer pricing. I mean, supply and demand at that point. Larger supply, uh, pricing will, should go down as well. Well, this is somewhat buoyed that. Um, and so that's, that's something to watch. And, and again, we can debate until the cows come home on whether this was a good reason for them to do it or not. Okay, so, but that doesn't matter because they've done it. And at the end of the day, they pulled that supply off. Now, Thailand's a little bit different. They're more of a preemptive look into what could happen. And theirs is centered around El Nino. And they rely upon monsoons and other natural occurrences to water their rice crop. With El Nino, Thailand historically receives less water. And in some cases, drastically less water. Uh, again, the experts are saying it's going to be a strong El Nino year, which, again, logically thinking, and this is what their government's thinking, we're not going to have much water. Rice requires a lot of water to grow. Please don't plant as much. And they've said as much. Now, they have not put any bans in place. It's nothing more than them saying to their farmers, hey, please don't plant as much rice next year. Now, that's a pretty big step unto itself for that country, given how big rice plays into their export and just their overall economy. Uh, but again, it's not a mandate. It's nothing, nothing with teeth, so to speak, uh, but it's definitely something worth watching. Um, you know, Thailand's been feeling some of the gap that India has caused. And so whatever quote surplus they might have, uh, some of that's gone away with the India uh, leaving the market and, and Thailand somewhat filling that void. And now they're saying, okay, there may not be surplus on the other side to come in and backfill what they're selling today. So all of that adds up to the potential for a rice shortage of some degree. Now, I, I don't, a whole lot of things have to happen. Right. Uh, but it's definitely something that we all need to keep our eyes wide open on. Yeah. Anything else going on uh, out there in the world besides those two big uh, players? Uh, what are you seeing in the domestic market yeah. in the U.S.? I mean, domestic market remains good. Um, we're still seeing really good demand for parboiled rice, and that hasn't changed for several months now. Um, milled white, white rice, I'll get it right eventually. Uh, same, we're seeing good demand. You know, one thing we're, we're keeping an eye on and somewhat concerned about Mississippi River levels, uh, that the, the river has been falling a lot over the past couple of weeks. And, and that affects our business in a, in a major way, it affects a lot of business, uh, especially at harvest. A lot of soybeans go on the river, uh, not just for us, but for a lot of others and a lot of barge traffic. And, and what's that mean? That means barges, right now they're still going, 
they're still going up and down the Mississippi, but uh, at drastically less uh, weight on them. So it's more expensive to ship, uh, and we're concerned that it may stop altogether as it did last uh, September or so. So that's got our attention right now. Uh, again, right now it's it just we've got a new fiscal underway, so we're making sure we're positioning ourselves correctly um, and just kind of trying to set ourselves up for a good first quarter. Yeah, these hot days and hot nights are not helping the river no. at all. Uh, we need need some rain up in in the upper Midwest to, right. to bring some water down the Mississippi. That's exactly right. So uh, hopefully that'll that'll come uh, once this heat uh, cycle breaks and and we get a get a chance on that. My prayer list at night has gotten longer. Let's just say that. I, I <laughs> understand. I understand. Um, so with that, can um, you mentioned sales and, and mentioned mm-hmm. Thailand and, and India and, and the U.S. rice uh, industry. What are some of the um, businesses or some of the companies that our our listening audience would would, rec- would recognize uh, that, that we sell to? Yeah, no, that's a good question. That's one I get quite a bit because, you know, the obvious ones are where you see the rice on blue bag. You go to Walmart, you go to Kroger, you go to a Sam's or someone like that. Yes, so we're there. Um you know, a lot of the grocery chains, the independents around the country, the, the AWGs of the world. So you'll see the rice on blue bag, and, and the most of the listeners would know where those are. The ones where you don't really see us um, are the food service and the restaurants. And so, you know, your Cisco's, Benny Keith's, U.S. Foods, all the guys that are supplying the restaurants that many of us are eating at, uh, a lot of that's our rice. And so all of the big broadliners, as we call them, the chain accounts, uh, we're supplying them. And then you've got just individual restaurants like a Chipotle, Qdoba, uh, P.F. Chang's, Red Lobster. I mean, it goes on and on um, as to where we're supplying it. And then, you, again, you take it one step further. Uh, what are more products that are using our product? Uh, Post Foods, Kellogg, you know, it's your cereal accounts. When you're starting to get into that, it really, uh, it's an impressive list because uh, I did not, coming into this, I didn't realize how much, how prevalent rice was in so many things, but it, it definitely is. Don't leave out the pets. We got no, to, that's a great point. You know, yeah, we got to, they're the top of the take care, in my house. Yeah, that's right. You got to take care of Fluffy and uh, and blame Whit Hearts for your food, pri- your uh, pet food pricing going up. I mean, those Broken's prices shot up last year, so I, I give him a hard time about that yeah, one. Dog food prices have definitely gone up. Absolutely, Purina, all those guys. Yeah, yeah, you see it. Yeah, that's for sure. Well, you'd mentioned mom and pops, and we had uh, opportunity yesterday to uh, visit with a, a local restaurant uh, entrepreneur from Northwest Arkansas yep. that is moving down to Little Rock, and and um, Jordan Wright, and he's going to uh, start selling our rice in his restaurant. He is. Uh, he so is. we're we're looking forward we're to that that. One. that uh, uh, partnership with him and and that's gonna uh, be be fun to, to handle anything mm-hmm. else you want to add to the to the rice sales uh, podcast before we close out today? you know not not much more bill I, I do want to take the chance to to recognize you know the team and, and the efforts behind it I always encourage anytime uh, any of your listeners see it, a sales team or anybody really just you know, give them a pat on the back give them a little word of encouragement uh, they're out there working hard on behalf of the membership uh, and again it goes back to a lot of the things that get sacrificed that we don't necessarily show off so to speak and that's to terry's comment when i took that that earlier job 
we do miss birthdays. We do miss, again, it took me up until, uh, let's see, 2020 was when COVID hit. No, it was right, it was a year after COVID. So 2021 uh, was the first Valentine's Day in uh, five years that I spent with my wife and I wasn't traveling. Uh, so you miss a lot of that, you miss anniversaries. And again, the guys are doing it, the team's doing it uh, to try and add members or value back to the membership. Uh, and so I just want to recognize that. You had mentioned our team. Uh, can you run down and give give the uh, listeners a, a few things that our our teams do? I know we've got you know everything from brand and polls oh, and, yeah. and you know things that, that uh, our listening audience don't realize that everything that we sell to and, and what we sell. Yeah, no, it's a good point, and I definitely will leave something out. So whatever I leave out, I'll just ask for forgiveness on the front end. Uh, you know, we do retail, which is against to Kroger, Walmart of the world. Food service, we spoke to that. That's going to your restaurants mainly. Uh, you've got the pet food slash uh, ingredient accounts uh, that we're handling. You've got your export, your international accounts. And then um, you've got your private labels, which is uh, when, when a Walmart, when you buy something with great value on it, Walmart's not making that. Suppliers are making it on their behalf. That's called a private label or an own label, label, however you want to classify it. Uh, but we're doing that for a lot of companies, uh, as well as the clubs, which are you know, Sam's and Costco, and you know, Zach's handling those uh, really well for us. So that's the forward-facing stuff, but what you're talking to uh, is kind of the co-products that this generates, and that's, that's what's amazed me about this process. Nothing goes to waste. Everything has a use. The holes, we either sell them uh, as holes, or we grind them up, and they go into uh, plant soil and different things they're doing with that. Uh, we take the bran off of the rice and either sell it, uh, we don't really sell it as full fat bran. What we do is take that bran uh, over to the, the processing facility and extract the oil that is in that bran to make rice bran oil. And then the, the bran that is left over after you extract the oil, what we call defatted rice bran, uh, we sell that uh, as pet food. Uh, and then you've got, again, just a litany of things. I mean, even that we have customers where when we are in the process of packaging rice and some get spilled on the floor, we call that sweepings. We have customers for sweepings, for floor sweepings. We have customers for rejects. We have customers for all the different products. Everything, nothing gets thrown away. Yeah. And, and that's what's amazed me so much about this process is we try and maximize value at every step along the way. That's uh, interesting, and, and folks probably don't realize it. It's, it's almost like the uh, pork industry. They sell everything but the oink. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're, uh, we're, we're pretty well aligned with that one as well. Uh, that's right. Well, Mark, uh, I think we've covered just about everything in rice sales today and, and, and your role in it, and I want to thank you for coming on the, the podcast today and, and uh, bringing everybody up to date on what's what's happening out there in the world of rice sales. Absolutely, Bill. I appreciate the opportunity. You bet. Everybody have a good day and, and uh, be safe out there and, and eat more rice. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for today's show of The Graniacs. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our channel and be sure and follow us on social media. For more information about The Graniacs, Riceland Foods, or just rice in general, visit us at riceland.com or riceland.coop. Thanks again, and we look forward to having you listen in on our next podcast.